welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. taken from Psalms 40 verses 1 through 4 and the word says you know as we read the word let us meditate on what we are reading for the word declares I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. That's so important. Verse 2 says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going. Verse 3 says, And he have put a new song in my mouth, Evil praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. And verse 4 says, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lie. Father, bless your words to all of us. Amen. We have entitled our message, and we did entitle our message, The Benefits of Confidence in God. If I were to turn it around and paraphrase this, I would say that there are benefits in you placing your confidence in God. You know, one songwriter says, have no confidence in the flesh. He went on by saying, the arm of flesh, it will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Last week we said that David was trying to establish or to make it known to all who would hear and believe. You know, the Bible tells us, especially in the book of Revelation, he who have ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I've often time thought about it. He who have ears to hear, let them hear. It simply tells me that many have ears, but they don't hear. Same with life. They have ears, but they don't hear. Amen. So, so, David was trying to establish, establish that, amen, that there are benefits in trusting or confidence 
in God. The benefits that can be had by having confidence in the Almighty God. He said that confidence in itself can be interpreted as faith. And we know ever so often and many times and places in the scripture, the Bible teaches us, teaches us that we should have faith in God. Have faith, have confidence in God. He started by saying in verse 1, how he waited patiently on the Lord. And by, and by making this statement, we know that what David was saying is, to obtain confidence of benefits from the Lord, it is not an overnight thing. It is not something that you ask for now and five minutes later you should get it. See, it can happen. Because why? The God that we serve is a big God. Am I right? He's a powerful God. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we may ask or think. So therefore we can ask now and get later. But what David was saying here is, I waited patiently on the Lord. Meaning then that he asked. And it did not come at the same time. So he decided to do what? To wait. To wait on the Lord. It's not an overnight thing. So therefore, to those of us who desire of the Lord, we need to make up our minds to wait before God. To wait. Amen. And he also said while he waited patiently for the Lord, he did not lose patience. He did not lose hope. He did not become impatient. He waited. Ever so often we as a people, we become so impatient. If we wait two minutes, we find that we're wasting, waiting too long. The Lord is taking too long. So as a result, I'm going to give up and go back to from whence I came. That's a mistake. We've also always learned that patience is a virtue. And we should never lose patience. How many of us lose patience so often? It happens in our home. It happens in the workplace, in the church, and elsewhere. Because we feel that the Lord is taking too long for things to happen. My friend, there is nothing like too long with the Lord. Because last week we remember we said how we measure time. It's not the way God measures time, you see. For the Bible teaches us a thousand days, a thousand years is as one day with the Lord. So when we think when we think that we have waited a long time, when we put it in God's timetable, it is only a few seconds. And are, you, are we saying then that a few 
seconds is too long to wait on the Lord or to trust the Lord? No, it isn't too long. But our way of calculating time is different to the way God's time is set up. He said while he waited on the Lord, as he waited on the Lord, as he exercised patience and kept calling on the Lord, the Bible tells us that David declared that he inclined unto him. The Lord heard David. In other words, the Lord inclined unto him. He, he, his patience paid off. He heard. The Lord heard him. And my brothers and sisters, have you been calling on the Lord for what you consider to be a long time? Well, I am here to tell us today, don't give up. Have faith. Have patience with God. Your time will come. Keep calling. And God will incline. God will hear you. will get his attention. And as a result, he will deliver you out of your problems. He said the Lord heard him. And he said when the Lord heard him, he, he, he did a few things for him. We are talking, my brothers and sisters, about the benefits. And that is what David was looking forward to. Not just to call on the Lord, but for him to, 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 to experience some of the benefits that comes along with it. And I know that that is why we are here today, because we are seeking the Lord's Benefits, the benefits that can be derived in we trust in God. One of these days, we all will receive that grand benefit. That is, all bodies will be transformed. All bodies will be transformed and we will, we will move into the presence of the Lord to live with Him forever and ever. Amen. That is one of the benefits that we are looking for. But while we are here on earth, I want to remind us there are also benefits that can be derived. Amen. He said the Lord brought him up out of a horrible pit in which he was. That was one of the benefits that David received from the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 2 it says, the Lord, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. We talked about this, and in other words, we see two processes in what David was saying that happened to him. He first of all said, the Lord lifted him up. But not only did the Lord lift him up, the Lord also brought him out. Two processes. You see, you see, you see, 
my brothers and sisters, he lifted him up. Meaning at that first process, he broke the fetters and he caught the chains that were binding him down. He was trapped in the circumstances. I might be speaking to somebody this morning who is trapped in some level of some circumstances and for some reason you cannot get out. I want, I'm here to tell us today that keep calling on the Lord. So what, for whatever the circumstances might be, the Lord will cut the fetters and he will break the chains that binds you to those circumstances that you don't like at all. For that to happen, you need and we need to keep calling on the Lord. This is a time that we have, we need to take time out to look at ourselves, to look, take that inward look and find for ourselves what are the things that binds us down that we need to get out of. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, the Bible tells us, let all requests be made known unto God. Do what David did. Call on the Lord without wavering. Not, let not doubts cloud your mind. Believe to the uttermost that God is able. And God will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. He, he David testified and said that the Lord lifted him up. I mean, we said last week while we were talking about that, we pictured a crane. A crane offloading a container or a boat. How we said that the crane, what it does, it goes down into the hatch, the cargo hatch of the boat, and grabs or hooks the cargo. And what does it do first? It lifts it up. It lifts the cargo up. But not only does it lift the cargo up, it brings it swings across and it puts the cargo down on dry ground. That is what God does and will do and can do for us. So the Bible tells us, he said that David, he loved the Lord, did not only broke the fetters. He did not only cut the chain and lifted him around and, and lifted him up, but he also turned him around and put him down on solid ground. And David said, he established my going. He established my going. He set me up and he, 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 he established me 
Amen. He, 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 he landed me down on solid ground and said, now you can go. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, take time and take patience. Wait on the Lord. He will take you out. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge it, recognize it, for he will direct the path. For, 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 for the living Bible says, he lifted me up. He lifted me out of the pit of despair. Out from the bog and mire and set my feet on a hard, firm path and steadied me as I walked along. I mean, brothers and sisters, many of us, we can identify with those things. He put me down on a steady, firm and steady path. From hard path and he steadied me. He pressed me from all angles that I could not lean in any way than to move on and to do what he wants me to do. We want to note that David used a word, a term that as we, 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 we examine it, we realize the magnitude of the benefits that he was referring to. David said, he set, the word is set. The word makes, for the Bible says it was, he brought me up out of the harbor pit, out of the mine and what did he do? He set my feet. Folks, set is a big word. In there that we need to take time to 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 to, to, to analyze. This word makes us think of a mason. Last week we talked about a crane, but today we we would picture a mason when God set something done. He set it. You, in other words, when when we think of a mason laying bricks or laying stones. He does not just take the stone and throw it down and goes about his business. As let us picture the mason laying stones this morning. What we see that this mason takes the stone, he knocks it around and turns it around and makes sure that it is going to be a perfect fit for the place where he's going to lay it. He lays his mortar around it and he sets that stone. He takes his hammer and he knocks it in different directions and puts his level on it and comes up with a perfect job. In other words, my brothers and sisters, he takes time out to set. So therefore, when God sets your feet, it is a well done job. It's no halfway thing at all. He set David, David testified and he said that the Lord set, set my feet on a rock to stay. And we understand why he said that he established his going. Because why? His feet was well planted 
It was well grounded. It could not move. The Lord took time out and the Lord will take time out to do the same thing for you and me. He will set our feet on that rock or that place where we ought to be and he will establish our home. He will. He will steady our going. Amen. For that stone that is set, that the medicine sets, when he is finished, it is able to support anything that can come on it. Anything that falls on it, it will support it, it will sustain it because it is well set. That's what David said the Lord did for him. And let me tell you this, my brothers and sisters, as we move on. Not only will the Lord do it for David, but the Lord will also do it for you and me. For we have learned a long time ago that it is no secret what God can do. For what he has done for others, he will do for us. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, God is not as far, far away as you may think he is. He is near. He's just a prayer away. He's just a whisper away. Call, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. For he will have mercy upon him and to our God he will abundantly Pardon. Amen. You see, you see, that's what David said the Lord did for him. When the Lord stepped into your situation, he studies it. Amen. He studies you. He turns things along. He establishes you that you can make, amen, the journey that you are in. Or you can trust and continue or be removed from the situation that you are in. You see, saints, we are talking about the benefits derived from trusting the Lord. For in Psalms 103, David again cried and mentioned some of the benefits derived from trusting God. From verse 1 he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So therefore, David, once again, he was capitalizing and establishing that there are benefits in serving the Lord. The question today is, are you serving the Lord? Well, let me tell you, don't be wary. For God, there are benefits in serving the Lord. He said in verse he said, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who healeth all thy diseases? Folks, listen. We complain every time about high blood pressure and diabetes and cancer and all those things. And we complain. And when we are told we are sick, then all of a sudden we go into a cave, in a cage, and, and we just give up. 
Is that what the Bible is telling us here? Is that what the scripture is telling us here? The scripture says in verse 3, who forgiveth all our iniquities. Iniquities are the things that we do which are contrary to God. He forgives us. My friend, if God didn't and couldn't for, um, forgive us, then we can, could not have called and cannot call ourselves Christians and believers today. It is because God has forgiven us. The songwriter puts it this way, that there is a name written down in glory. There is a new name written down in glory. And this name is man. We were what we used to be before. But today we are what God has said that we are going to be. God has saved us. He has changed us. He has transformed us. So scripture says there is, as a result, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. That is the transformation that has taken place in us. Yes! We are still living in the flesh. But the transformation has already taken place. We are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that's where we are. Who forgive us, forgiveth all our iniquity. John 5.24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. And listen to what it says. And he shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. This is who we are. God has forgiven us our sins, our iniquities, our trespasses. Brothers and sisters, may I remind us that that is what Christ died for. To forgive us our sins. The Bible says he took our sins on his. He became the sacrificial lamb. All we like sheep have gone astray. For all have sinned. But Jesus died in our place. The Bible tells us, the songwriter says, What does it say? The songwriter says, Sin had left a, a crimson stain. But he washed it white as snow. These are the benefits that we arrive, we, we derive, we get from trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord before your heart. Trust in the Lord. Since if there is one reason why we should trust the Lord, this is it. There lies the benefits laid down for those who will trust in the Lord. Those who will, who will, who, who, who will believe in. Fact, trust in 
the Lord is not something you just speak with your mouth, but it is something that you believe in your heart. It is something that is real. It is something that is real. For in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, we read, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him or acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He will make your way prosperous. Amen. In essence, the Lord is saying, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Not the strong man in his strength. Nor the wealthy. The wealthy man in his wealth or in his riches. If there is one thing and one person that you need to trust in is the Lord. Because I'll tell you this. I have seen it happen with rich or wealthy people. I remember after Hurricane David in Dominica, there was a certain wealthy man who had to run from his home and sought refuge, sought shelter at the government headquarters. The government headquarters was the place where a lot of people, destitutes, ran for shelter during that hurricane. During that time, that wealthy man, that well-to-do man, came to that very same spot for shelter. And while he was there, he asked loudly, does anybody have a little piece of piggy bed that he can rest his head? In, our, in other words, he became just like the destitutes. He, he, he was in the class of those who did not have the very poor. But he's a wealthy man. But at that time, he had nothing. My brothers and sisters, listen. That is what God can do for you. He can take you out of your situation. What is that situation that you have that is pulling you down? That you don't seem to even to be able to pray. God wants to take it and help you out of that situation. Trust in the Lord. Not in wealth. Not in your education. You know, sometimes folks with education seem to look down on us. They seem to tell themselves, well, I'm more than you. Or folks with money. Because they drive a nice car, you only have a bicycle. They seem to look down on you. Because they're living in a big house on the hill, and you're living in a small house down there or in a trailer. They look down on you. Telling themselves that they are better, they're not better than you. What makes the difference between you and them is God. God, the grace of God makes the difference. It's not because you have steak every day. And I have uh, uh, smoked herring to eat to believe that you. No! The difference is God. The difference is God. The word trust means a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or even strength in someone else or somebody. And that someone else is in the Lord. Trust. When I say I trust you, it's because 
I believe in the, re, in the reliability and truth, ability, or even the strength that you possess. I trust you. When one says, my brother, I trust you, that is a firm belief. This is a tall order. I trust. But the scripture says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. The benefit of trust or confidence in God. You see, because my brothers and sisters, because we will trust God, He will put a new song in our heart. Let's look at verse 3 of our text. Verse 3 says, And not only did the Lord lift David up, lift, put him out, and establish him on solid foundation, but it's all, he also testified and said, He had put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. That's what David testified. That's what the Lord did for him. These were the benefits that David got by trusting in the Lord when he said, I waited patiently on the Lord. Folks, for how long have you been waiting on the Lord? Are you, are, are you getting impatient now? Well, listen, you have waited too long to, be, to get impatient. What you've got to do is to keep on waiting. Wait on the Lord. For the scripture declares, he that waits on the Lord, he shall renew his strength. He shall mount up with wings like eagles. He shall run and not be weary. He shall walk and not faint. That is what the Bible says. So as a result, he said, wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on him. Because he will trust. We will trust. Trust God. He will put a new song in our heart, in our mouth. We will put praise on our lips. Praise unto the God on our lips. And a continued trust in the God that we serve. And verse 4. David proclaimed, Blessed is the man, or blessed is the one that makes God, the Lord, his trust. That one that makes trust in the Lord so personal, personal to him, that he owns it. You know, that's what trust in the Lord means. In other words, you put that level of trust in that God that it, is, it becomes personal. Personal to the extent that God is yours. It is my God. When you start to say, my God, that is not to say he's not your God too. But he is so personal to me that I know that it is mine. It is just like you said, this key, this, 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 this mask is mine. So God belongs a personal, 
possession belonging to you. It is my God. And that's what it is all about. It is my God. His trust, that one that met trust in the Lord so personal to him that he owns that God. The Lord becomes so personal to him that he becomes his Lord. So when we say that my God can do all things, that's what we are referring to. God has become your personal possession. God has drawn near to me. And I will draw near unto you. Let's be personal with each other. And because of that, your respect, you respect not the proud, not those who turn aside to lie. Because you know your God. You know, you know him because what? You own him and he owns you. And you all have become one. That you know what knows, you know what it feels to trust the Lord. And you will not listen to any lies. He says, Oh Lord, being from the living Bible. Listen to David. Oh Lord, my God. That became so personal that it was not just, oh Lord, he had to add to it, oh Lord, my God. He doesn't know about you. He knew about him. He knew that God was his God. And this morning I ask you, is God your God? He said, I will walk with you. I will talk with you. And I will show you many things that you know not of. He becomes so personal to you that he will deliver you from anything and everything. So David said in verse 5 from the Living Bible I read, Oh Lord my God, many and many a times you have done great miracles for us. And we are ever in your thoughts. Who else can do such glorious things? No one else can be compared with you. There isn't time to tell all of all your of, of your wonderful, wonderful deeds. There is not time enough. In other words, David was talking about the benefits that can be derived in trusting the Lord. Yet in the same breath, at the end of it all, on the end of the exercise, he said there isn't time enough to tell of the wonderful deeds that God. My brothers and sisters, listen. Listen. God can do and has been doing, but many times we, we are not paying attention. We are not taking note. We take things for granted. This morning, who provided the breathe, the, the air that you breathe as you came to church this morning? Where did you buy it? Mm -hmm. eh? 
The fact that you're able to sit down and get up and walk and go out and come back. Who gave you that privilege? I mean, I mean, think about it. You went to sleep last night. You lay on your bed, you prayed and so on. And after a while, you were gone. You didn't know anything again. If you don't believe me, let me ask you what happened 10 minutes after you fell asleep last night. What was happening around you? We don't know. We don't know. My brothers and sisters, I want to remind us that it was God who kept watch over us all night long. He kept the blood running warm in our veins. And when it was time, he woke us up this morning. Many folks went last night and they didn't come up. Somebody had to roll them and take them out. But we were blessed to the extent that we are here today. Isn't that something to give God answer? Now, how, how do you start to record those things? And sometimes those things come and go with it because it happens every day, every night, every day, every night, every night, every day. We take it for granted. We don't believe it must happen. No! It does not happen. It does not must happen. He said, many, O oh Lord, my God, are the wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us what? They cannot be reckoned. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them they are more. They are more that can be numbered. David is saying, I got numbered. So my brothers and sisters, I want to remind us today that the benefits of the Lord, they are eternal. They are forever. And they do not end. There are benefits in trusting the Lord. Listen, regardless of where people try to make a mock of us, let them. Regardless of whether people try to make a fool of us, let them. But we who trust the Lord, we know who we have trusted. We know who we have placed our faith and trust and confidence in. And if we continue to do that, we will reap the rewards. As a matter of fact, the rewards have already started flowing. Because first of all, our names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Secondly, our sins have been forgiven. For Romans said, there is therefore what? Now, no confidence. No, 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 no. What does it say? There is therefore no, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, the blessings have already started coming up. He, has, he said also that you've been old. David said, I was old, no, I was young, no, I'm old. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Now he's seen begging bread. That in itself is a blessing. 
We do not know where it comes from, but what? The Lord takes care of us and he provides for us every day. Every day. He puts shoes on our feet and we say, well, I'm strong, I'm educated. Like, no, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. We sang it this morning. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's shoes and food on my table and shoes on my feet. You helped, you gave me a home, Lord. Whether it's on the hill or in the valley. But you gave me a home, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings on me. My brothers and sisters, that is what it is all about. And I'm here to tell us, my brothers, I close, that there are benefits in trusting the Lord. Don't forget that. Trust the Lord. Even when you feel and see the circumstances are overwhelming, you know it is too much for you. You know it is bigger than you. You know it is stronger than you. Trust in the Lord. Circumstances are bad. Money is not coming in to pay your bills. Trust in the Lord. He will make a way even where there is no way. I've seen it happen too many times. Too many times. So trust in the Lord. Don't give up. Don't exchange it for anything else of anybody. Stay on the firing line. Don't just come to church for come, coming to church sake. Come to church because you trust in the Lord. I trust in God, the songwriter says. No matter come what may, for life eternal is in his hands. My brothers and sisters, that is the way it is. This life of ours, it will, it will pass, it will go. One of these days, we will go. I was looking at a funeral yesterday in Dominica, very popular cultural icon. And let me tell you something, it's like Dominica was there. But the good thing about it is he knew the Lord. He testified, he talked about, he went about, doing the things of the Lord. But there are many who have funerals like this. All people, so a lot of folks, what they look forward to is a big funeral. But he had a big funeral. He had a big funeral. But we forget that it is appointed unto a man who wants to die. But after this, it's a judgment. The question is, after the big funeral, what else? What next? You know? What next? But our name has already been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that in itself is a big chunk of benefits. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, I close with this. Trust the Lord. Believe him. Take him wherever you go. Not forgetting that he said that the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. He numbers his days. He numbered those steps. Remember, it is not you. Neither is not by power, not by might, not by power or strength, but it's according to my spirit, says the Lord. So folks, let's be humble and give God the glory that he deserves. Father, thank you for your words today. 
And I pray, Lord, that you glorify yourself. Glorify yourself, Lord, even as we leave this place to go to our various places. Go before us and prepare the way for us. Have thy own will. Thank you for your words, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Take my life, number 216 in our This is all. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon head of Oboni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.